Hello and welcome to Ferret NFL, the podcast about all things NFL related football, that is. I'm Yummy the Ferret and I'm here with my co-host, Pretty Waffles. And we're here to break down some week four games, talk about some week five predictions, and all that good stuff. Greedy, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Lots to talk about, some good uh, week four games, some uh, surprising, uh, not as much as the past weeks, but some uh, some changes in uh, QE situations and some, some different you know, injuries, not so good injuries, and just a lot to talk about. I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but first, before we get talking, uh, I had a little interview with a special guest. So let's go ahead and switch over to that. All right. And now, join us from a little a little place called Wales. It's player two P two. It's me. It's your boy. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? P two, a resident UK NFL fan. Only because of you, I I gotta admit that that like my expertise, my knowledge, my interest in the sport is purely because of your influence, Mister Yemi. That's uh, you know I don't I hate to toot my own horn but I'm gonna toot it. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, uh, let the people know who you are because obviously it, just a name doesn't mean anything. Uh, I am P two. I am player two. Call me what you want, but just don't call me late for dinner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am from Wales. I do. Well, I, I say a live stream, but it's more infrequent these days with uh, real life getting in the way. But I am a, uh, what do you call a variety streamer? I play whatever, and uh, people make me play horror games because everything scares me. It's true. How many times did you get star- uh, scared playing inside? Inside, it was 39 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, P2, let's get to the serious sport of football, okay? Enough of this faffing about, you know, mm-hmm. what is this, the Boston Tea Party? Come on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh, I'm uh, just to start off here, because obviously, you know, you and me both, we've been fans of the Browns here for a little while now. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when you were just starting out in the NFL world. Uh, were there any specific players that you gravitated towards and you kind of learned their stories and connected with? And then how do those players compare to the ones that you follow now? Very good question. Well, first of all, because um, when you kind of introduced me to the Browns, I didn't really understand how the league worked. I didn't realize that there were so many teams. I didn't realize that there were so many A players positions. There were so many different things I'd never even taken into account. Um, and <laughs> I remember the first season that I started then, you know, tracking the Browns and actually, you know, trying to understand where teams fit in terms of, you know, how popular they are and how successful they are. And we went 0-16. <laughs> and yeah, I got you in on the worst season ever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what have I been drafted into here? Because, uh, like, from, uh, obviously, the, the European side of the pond, that, you know, football is a very different sport. And uh, I support a team that, on the whole, is a very, very successful one. Not by, you know, uh, cherry-picking because I'm picking the best team, but... 
you know, I, I was used to a certain standard, I suppose, and then not seeing a, a single, uh, you know, digit above zero in the win column um, was kind of like a, <laughs> a bit of a rude awakening. Um, but kind of talking with you and Greedy and a couple of the other people in the Discord, um, I didn't really know if there was anybody there to really gravitate towards. So uh, f- me personally, uh, when I've ever played sports defensively, that's more my kind of forte. So it was like a defensive midfielder or I was a centre-back or I was a goalkeeper in terms of football. Or I played more of like the, you know, the dirty work kind of thing. So I naturally gravitated towards the defensive side of the Browns. And your boy, Miles Garrett, not only oh, is yeah. he is an absolutely Herculean man, <laughs> the, you know, there, there was other things as well. Like, And I didn't realize the influence of players that they have in America. I didn't realize it was that big of a, a, a franchise, the name alongside everything else. Oh, um, yeah. they, you know, over here, you tend to get it, but they don't present football players... Um, as like these huge multi-million dollar contracts, right? You're like Tom Brady, who? Like, <laughs> so like, also you knew like the very classical names, but and stuff like, say for instance, you know, there's a new um, contract given, and it'd be like a new thirty-two point eight million dollar contract, and that terminology, that phrasing, just isn't used in kind of European uh, commentary, especially with sports. Um, so hearing that kind of like you're thinking, oh my goodness me, that is a, a a phenomenal amount of money for what is really, you know, p- coming on the field, making a tackle, and then he's on the sideline for like the next 15 minutes. Do you know what I mean? That's what it came, it, it felt <laughs> oh, yeah. like the first time I ever kind of, you know, spoke about it or saw anything about it. So Miles Garrett was a massive influence in my interest in the sport because obviously uh, we weren't doing anything offensively. So there was no one to cling on to there. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, like who are you going to cling on to? Uh, uh, <laughs> Freaking uh, dish, um, Kaiser. What was Kaiser's first? I don't even remember Kaiser's first name. But yeah, Kaiser, the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Sunny. So, and then I think that was the season when uh, Baker came in in like one. Of, I can't remember which game it was. And he the Jets versus the, the Jets Browns. Game? Yeah, and he just took the the whole game by storm. He was like this massive influence and injection of energy that the Browns clearly just didn't have. And um, it was, you know, I was like, oh, my goodness me, we actually won a game. What the hell? (laughs) So uh, it it was one of those things of where that gave hope. And the difficulty is of when you have a team that you can't go any lower than what we were. Um, It's only up from there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and the thing (laughs) is, if, you know, Baker is your guy, oh, my days, (laughs) you know, and I wanted him to be successful. I really did. But um, in terms of my kind of affiliations, it's Miles Garrett. I cannot uh, get away from him. Like the the work that he does outside of the sport as well is ridiculous. And you know, I've never seen a man get randomly drug tested so many times just for having arms <laughs> the size of trees. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was there was lots of different things like that. And the more that I kind of learned about it, I liked the the fundamentals of it. I, I liked understanding plays and all that kind of stuff. And it is a lot to get your head around. Like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, like, thing of it. Um, but being part of the uh, fantasy football this year for the first time really kind of uh, steps up the game of, I, I like the tactics, I like the strategies, I like the, you know, 
having more of a kind of uh, an invested interest in it rather than just going, who's playing who this week? How? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like if you're someone who's just getting into football, maybe you are over in the European side of things. I think that making a fantasy football league would be perfect because instead of choosing a single team like I did to you, um, yeah. you can you can follow the players instead of the the team themselves, because, you know, there's a lot of teams who might not be the best ever. But then you have someone like Saquon Barkley on the Giants, who's like, that's a mm. big name. He's a great running back, but he's just not been in the game a lot. And the Giants have kind of been like a losing organization for the past few years. Like you can get behind the players, maybe not so much the teams themselves. Obviously, there are those teams that are like, oh, they're good no matter what. You know, you you got the Chiefs and, you know, you're, uh, you you know, all those different like the Buccaneers and stuff like that, that you could essentially attach yourself to just to kind of bandwagon. But I really do think that getting attached to players particularly is, is a really strong way to go about it. And then you can kind of start learning about the team, you know? Yeah, it's one of those things that I found quite interesting is that although they were like somewhat rivalries in the NFL, it's not like uh, like a, a like obviously with the Browns and Steelers and stuff, but like I don't know, you'd have to sort of let me know. But like I don't really see that kind of intensity between certain teams unless they're particularly constantly playing against each other. Oh well, you didn't hear, you didn't see the Rams versus Forty Niners on Sunday, I, I, uh, uh, Monday night. It, it's, it's, they're like <laughs> quarter past one in the morning uh, yeah, television. It's rough. Like, <laughs> yeah, and unless, <laughs> if I'm working, it's a big no-no. Like otherwise, I'll just be zombie mode the next day. But um, and that's why I always find it quite fascinating how players like. When you get influenced by a player, particularly, like, for instance, like, I like the Browns because of you, right? And I've learned to grow that affiliation with it, right? Obviously, Miles it's, is my it's favorite It's tough being player, a Browns right? fan, I'll yeah. tell you that much. Yeah. Too, yeah. Uh, trust me, man. I've <laughs> never seen you so desolate on a Sunday, <laughs> especially oh, when yeah. we just hand the fucking win to, you know, someone else straight away. Um, it it like, really shakes your fandom to the core sometimes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I really could feel like I could feel it. You know, like when you're you're seeing someone's message and you're just like, oh my days. I think <laughs> I think it was after the Jets game. I think it was like last weekend or something. And, oh yeah, um, yep, you that said was I'm seriously considering being a Browns fan. I was like, oh god. <laughs> But um, I always find there, it, like, there's difficult. Weeks, but, yeah. the, but then the Brown, like then then the same team that you're saying that about will be like, oh, next game we played great, we beat our rivals. Like, okay, I'm back in. And then the week yeah. after that, we do we just go back. This it's it's a it's a tough, yeah, tough organization. The the like <laughs> I, f- I find like they they kind of do the opposite of what you expect them to do. Like you think that, that mm, could, yeah, <laughs> Steelers could be a tough game. Absolutely bury them. Oh, cool, we're gonna play the Jets. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, let's not talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, are there any other players this year that you're kind of, like, getting attached to, you know, uh, who you would say, like, are, are you're a fan of? Um, I am a massive fan of Lamar Jackson. I love his style of play, although he is, uh, he's, he's turned, right, do you know what Marmite is? Marmite. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's something you you spread on toast or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those things of like weird foods, and and its slogan is is like you either love it or you hate it. And the reason why this because there's no middle ground with Marmite people. Like you either get people who massively like it and people who don't. And I feel like Lamar Jackson is that kind of player because he is so good 
so good, astronomically good, and almost so good that he almost plays as if nobody else is on his team. In equal measure, pass the fucking ball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, did you you know in the Bill, uh, the Bills game on the weekend, the Ravens could have won that game about four times. Yeah, well, yeah, that happened like what? I guess the Dolphins as well uh, uh, last uh, week three too. Mm. And you just like from a from a fantasy football player, brilliant because you get me all the points because he's rushing for a hundred yards, he's throwing for like three hundred yards, he's constantly getting TDs. I'm like brilliant. Keep giving me forty point weeks, you know, <laughs> by all means, do do you? But at the same time, it's like. Just just pass the ball like one time, please. But I, in terms of like QBs, I feel like Lamar Jackson is, along with Josh Allen, the most exciting multi-dimensional QB. Because I think Mahomes is more of the he he's able to pull out these, you know, throws and angles of throwing the ball that, you know, almost feel like revolutionary because of how he does it. Um but I would say Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson's probably my favorite in terms of the QB settings. Um, but I'm a big fan of um, Saquon Barkley, and I'm just gutted that he was injured so much last season. Yeah, he, he's been kind of one of those players who's been injured more than he's been on the field, and it sucks yeah. because, as you see from this season, he's really good at his position. And he was he's even like play, he was even man. playing quarterback at the end of that Giants game, like because well, he, Daniel he Jones it, um, and uh, the backup were were out. Didn't he do it when uh, OBJ was still at the Giants as well? Like the amount of times that he threw passes. Probably I I didn't I wasn't following him back then, but sounds about right. Um, yeah, so th- there's quite a few players that I kind of like attached to, and I find that a lot of the time they are more of the multi multi uh, utilized players. If you see what I mean, like they do several things. Like out of the kind of tight end section, uh, George Kittle is my favorite by country mile because he can do the run and the pass and stuff, but he can also steamroller players if he needs to block. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like he's more of a selfless player when it comes like that. Whereas a Travis Kelsey, you know, they were the kind of players that will get you the, the TDs all the time. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of players I do find a lot of interest with. And um, uh, in terms of like defensively, like I remember like being somewhat interested in, American football when I was about 13, 14, because that's when I was playing rugby, which is not too far dissimilar sport in terms of, you know, the shape of the ball. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I always thought, oh, I could be a linebacker because, you know, I like the tackling aspect. Like, I'm not like immensely fast. You like hugging men too. Yeah, I I loved. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. And um, and then I I kind of looked up what the rules was, and I was like, I don't even know what a linebacker is anymore. <laughs> like, there's so much going on. Um, but there was a couple of players like Ray Lewis of like the old generation, if you see what I mean, just mm-hmm. phenomenal players, so entertaining to watch, and just like solid, like unmovable. So you know, there's a couple of things, but like obviously, I'm. I'm very, very new into the world of the, the NFL. So there's a lot of players I'm still learning about as we uh, as we go along. Yeah, and if you keep playing fantasy, you're going to learn much more about the uh, <laughs> sure. the, the guys who are bench warmers. You know, you're going to be well, like, who is this guy? And then you pick him up like and your, then they get like 20 with, points. Uh, with, with St. Brown from the Lions, oh, yeah. right? From last year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was an early adopter of the Amon Ra St. Brown train. <laughs> and <laughs> it kept going this year. Yeah, man. But the same thing, like, you know, let's say, you know, because you you got 
uh, Swift on your team, same team, same yeah. team, Lions. Yeah, yeah. And he went down with an injury. Well, you know, who's the backup? You know, who, you know, no one really knows who, who he is because he really hasn't played. But, you know, Jamal Williams goes onto the field. I pick him up because I have <laughs> foresight. Yeah. And uh, he, he gets you 25 points and he's yeah. going up and down the field, you know. So, you know, a lot of times, like, you learn these players just by, like, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, Swift is out, so I got to pick up another running back. Well, here's one that is like a backup who's coming in to play this game. Like, that's how you learn about these new up and coming players and stuff yeah. like that. So it's it's very interesting. And like I said before, like fantasy is a perfect way for a new person to kind of like get into the sport, because now you're not just following like a team. You're following players and totally. each player definitely is is different. Yeah, man. Well, like you said, you are the seasoned gamer. I mean, that is the kind of Nostradamus foresight that uh, I'm yet to learn. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't always work. Uh, I, I switched out. I, you know, I picked up the Saints defense this year, and that was a bust so far. So uh, I, I've, yeah. I've switched out. <laughs> oh, you've gone. Oh, who've you gone for now then? Uh, I pick up the I picked up the Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Yes, Ooh. they've been they've been looking pretty impressive. You know. Um, but that's, that's, you know, I'm, I mean, we'll probably talk about fantasy later, but I'm always kind of like tweaking my team. And sometimes you just tweak one too many things, you know, yeah. and you just ruin something. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. that kind of happened to me with, uh, with defenses. Like I was going like, oh, I picked up the Dolphins and I picked up the Browns and I picked up the Saints again. Then I picked up the Dolphins again. I'm just going to stay with the Packers and, and leave it there <laughs> at this just point. Go... I just, it's too much tweaking, too much, yeah, too much. And to Too be much honest, tea the, in the harbor, you know. <laughs> That's going to be your thing for this episode, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that, like, even when you, the defense has like probably one of the best games of their entire lives, they yeah, still, they still don't get 10 you. Points. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not really like that much of a determiner. Whereas a wide receiver that only catches it like five times earns double that, <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool, I'll just go with that instead. But I got cool. I got quite lucky with mine and. Uh, but that's what I mean. Like we either play brilliantly because I got the Bills defense, so they either play brilliantly or now they're shipping thirty points a game. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they they did suffer a lot of injuries. Um, hopefully, they'll be getting some some players back this week. But it, I mean, they're still a good pickup to have, you know. Yeah, totally. But we'll talk more about fantasy later because you and me are kind of going head to head this week in, yes, in, in fantasy. So I do want to touch on some some things there. But let's talk about the classic that happened yes. in London. And I don't think it's I think it's pretty rare that you actually get a game like this that's so closely contested and mm-hmm. so like hot, you know? Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, as a as a as a person of the United Kingdom, more specifically Wales, uh, tell me about this game and does it. Does it make you hyped about Kirk Cousins? <laughs> uh, nothing will make me hyped about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, it was quite fascinating to see because uh, NFL hasn't touched Wales in any capacity. I mean, to put it into context for the American people, uh, it's only recently, and I mean in the last two years, that a Taco Bell is now here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. you've, you've had your first country of supreme last year <laughs> yeah i really did. i've had like 50 in my <laughs> lifetime so. i can remember even messaging you like it was christmas day i was like dude i just got taco bell <laughs> um but no it was quite quite fascinating to watch because that's the first live game that i've been able to watch because normally on a sunday i watch red zone uh purely because i want to try and keep up with all of the games that are going on yeah um and 
the, the difficulty is because of the time zone, the other games start as the time I, I need to go to bed because right. obviously work <laughs> requirements, isn't it? Um, so it was quite nice to watch a game and watch it for the whole bravado of it because normally with some of the other games, especially with the ones that go like late game, with the Rams and 49ers, for example, I watch highlights. I don't have time to watch like, you know, a 50 minute recap or whatever. So you don't always get like the full picture. You don't always get the full taste of what it was like. But it was quite nice to sort of see, um, you know, the players coming out onto the field. Um, I don't I don't understand why they have like five captains, though. (laughs) It's just to make people feel important, you know. (laughs) But like it was like one team had four captains and they had to be led out by one of the referees. There's also like so there's still things i'm learning i don't understand why the refs have like random letters on their back and numbers you get the line judge you get the uh... why are they numbered man <laughs> like i don't anyway so there's i can't an- i can't answer you got me there i can't answer that one <laughs> <laughs> but um no it was quite nice and it was quite interesting to see the kind of the hype that it was in the the stadium because it's a tottenham hotspur stadium which is uh, quite new in terms of the life of a stadium. Very, very good, like and a very impressive stadium. Um, so it was quite nice to sort of see that that um, almost because we, we get this impression of American things of being naturally just bigger and bolder and you know more bravado than what we would have. Do you get what I'm saying? So that kind of stadium suited that kind of event. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? That's, like, there's nothing that would naturally fit. Uh, anywhere else so it it needs to be big it needs to be you know all of that song and dance with it um there's lots of different things so going into it it was quite interesting as a neutral of both of those teams of not really understanding or you know feeling the significance of the you know certain players missing because there's so many players and it i feel like it's one of those sports which is fantastic because anybody could make an impact like Mm -hmm. literally an impact could come from anywhere. It could be a defensive thing. It could be an injury. It could be, do you know what I mean? There's so many facets to it. So yeah. it was quite interesting to sort of see the hype that was put around Andy Dalton when Kirk Cousins, <laughs> like, you know, in terms of like, if you imagine it like selling like a pay-per-view, a fight, and it was like Dalton versus Cousins, everyone's going like, oh, I'm not buying that. Well, well, I mean, that's exactly what I said when you mentioned that Dalton was in. I'm like, oh, well, L to the Saints. But (laughs) that's just guess. I mean, I've followed the player for a while and he's never really had like a great season since like back in back in the day. But yeah, when Dalton comes in or even like someone like Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins, you just Mm -hmm. go up. Well, yep, it's a loss. One of those games. Yeah. (laughs) And it was kind of like that with um, Brissett with um, the Browns. You kind of like, okay, cool. So the first at least four games are going to be a little bit of a write off. And it it was nice to sort of see that kind of, that's what I'm saying. Like from, from like a person like me, I like, I, it's nice to sort of see that you don't require a brand name in order for a a player to play well. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not all about that. Yeah. 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 Um, So going into it is quite nice. I don't, I still don't understand from a, a, a sports fan, why we need to do anthems at the start, especially when, there are two teams both from America. Do you get what I'm saying? Did they like, did they play uh, God Save the King? Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Like I, I get it in terms of like it's an just international tradition in in America. I, I know, but like I was just looking at it and I'm like just play the fucking game, please. 
Um, so I, I found that difficult, but I did quite like so, the fact that. Hold, oh, sorry, hold on. Would you would you say bollocks to the king then? <laughs> Fuck. I, right, I'll I'll go on record. I have absolutely no interest in the royal family whatsoever. If they got dissolved, um, that's cool. I'm not worried. I really right. could not. Well, I'm writing this down. Yeah, write it down. Especially because one of them gets the title of Prince of Wales. Oh they, yeah, that's right. And they do fuck all for us, so <laughs> fuck them. Uh, <laughs> so you all know. right, so we're going on record saying fuck national anthems before games because <laughs> yes. yep. fuck the king. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, yeah, it's more it's more of a tradition thing in America, like no, before baseball games, hockey games, stuff like that. You know, and, and like we we say the damn pledge of allegiance like every day in school. It's like it's a little bit repetitive, you? you know, but whatever. Damn. I like, I would I would always just stand up and not say anything, but hey, that's just me. <laughs> I I get it in terms of like if two opposing countries are playing against each other, like you know, I I understand the significance of playing an anthem then, but both teams are American teams, like but they're why? but they're in the UK, so yeah. So why are they doing the anthems at all? I don't. Oh, anyway, so that that <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, cool. Let's listen to a person sing. Well, for at least they didn't blast like U two. They're like, and here's the national anthem <laughs> of the United Kingdom, Vertigo by U two, <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So in terms of that, I found it frustrating because i'm like just come on i want to i want to see the game i want to i want to feel the anticipation and it was really really nice to sort of see shots of the crowd of just how many people were hyped for this and like so I, many different teams represented yeah. too and I, I didn't really appreciate the fact that so many people have invested interest because it's just not spoken about like in my kind of closer friendship group there's four of us that like it and one's a Seahawks fan, and one's a um, Patriots fan, and that's it. And the, the you know we that's you know nobody really has an interest in it. Nobody maybe even knows that the games are on. So to see so many people there in the first place, but also like dressed up to the nines, like really dressed up like <laughs> Vikings and and dress, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I found I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, Especially because there's a lot of strikes happening in the UK at the moment to do with like railway staff and delivery, you know, posted uh, postmans and stuff like that. So the fact that then the fans had to walk through London because there were no transports, <laughs> that, wow. that like didn't deter anybody. Like everyone yeah. was up for it and really energized and it was really good. Um, so one thing that I found very, very interesting in comparison straight away from watching maybe a game or highlights of a game in America is that in American games, the camera is always set on the line of scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you have the same kind of feed as we did, but I found that like the camera angles were not always on center and it was quite weird and interesting to sort of see it from like slightly off center um, just to sort of see the, almost like the, the the organization that's required because so many things get unnoticed because everyone's watching the quarterback. Like I've never really noticed, you know, I never even considered the fact that the guy in the middle has to not only push the ball back, but then try and block someone at the same time. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, did you know that the, the center is actually the one who snaps the ball, not the quarterback, even that's though he what, says hike. Yeah, I know. And I find yeah. I'm like the, the, or, like the synchronicity that's needed for that is 
bonkers, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's why when a team gets a new center, it's like, uh-oh, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, you know? and I'd never sort of considered that before. So there's lots of different things like that. Um, in terms of the, the like the, I thought that the Saints were going to win quite comfortably. And then I realized that they had five starters that were nowhere near playing. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe. But then as I was kind of watching it, and to be honest, the Vikings were phenomenal. They played so well, especially in the first couple of drives. Kirk Cousins was really like firing and firing quick and really choosing selective passes to the defense, not getting you know accustomed to them going a particular route. And they were so succinct and they were so like accurate and really snappy and um justin jefferson is a fucking freak he is so good man <laughs> yeah he's been so, a little bit quiet the past few games but it was nice to see him finally get a game where you know he goes above 100 yards one yeah you know? <laughs> he was unbelievable and to be honest i really appreciated being able to see it live it's one of those really weird things of where sometimes a highlight doesn't really justify a player's performance because they'll only have to show like key highlights, obviously. The amount right. of times that he made such clutch plays just to keep, you know, a first down or just to really push the Saints back. And generally, there's lots of different things. And he was the talisman all day um, and a constant outlet for, um, for Kirk Cousins. And that's what I mean by like clearly Kirk Cousins is an elite quarterback in terms of being able to play in the NFL. Unless it's prime time. He is definitely <laughs> yeah. he's up there. But the <laughs> fact that uh, having a wide receiver as good as Justin Jefferson makes you look so much better. Yeah, I mean, you know, not only does the quarterback matter a lot, but, you know, who, who you're throwing the ball to, you got to have someone who can make those explosive catches and those great plays. Yeah. And Jefferson, Jefferson has been that guy for – you know, all last season, he was definitely the, that guy. But, you know, teams kind of have been double teaming him and stuff like that on defense totally. just to kind of make sure that they don't get the yardage they need. Well, the Saints couldn't really do that today. I mean, they, they allowed him to get 147 yards in this game, and he had an average of 14 yards per carry, which is or catch, I should say, which is pretty good. Yeah, he was. And, and that's what I'm saying. But the fact that they kept going to different receivers in the first couple of uh, drives really just kind of put the Saints on the back foot of going, Oh shit! Now they're not just going to Justin all the time. Like <laughs> we, yeah. we got to mark everybody, and that's well, the, that's the thing like, that we were like complaining about during the Eagles game that the Vikings played against the Eagles. He was just forcing the ball to yeah. Jefferson every single time, and it's like when you're a good quarterback, you got to spread it out. You know, you got to spread the love. I mean, even though you know Adam <laughs> yeah. Thielen might not be your number one receiver, I mean, if if he's open, just throw the ball to him. You've it doesn't do matter. It, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of other key notes that I've, I've put down. Uh, for Mattison's opening uh, touchdown, 10 out of 10 for the celebration, man. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing players love to do when, when they get their touchdown, they they have a plan in their head usually for what they want to do. <laughs> a lot of times it's really fun. That was one of those things I always found really fascinating because regardless of or if you're losing or not, right, the players will always do a celebration. Yeah. Right? You're be down by, you know, 20 points. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's such a bizarre thing because obviously in football, when you if you're losing and you score, the idea is like the players will get the ball back as soon as they can because as soon as you get the ball back to the center circle, the, the, the game will continue. 
Whereas in American football, the, the game is stopped regardless of you losing by 40 points or not. So you may as well celebrate. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty, really good. Um, to be honest, until the fact that uh, the Saints couldn't even get a first down until like the second quarter kind of summed up their game. Um, I said uh, one of my kind of most damning notes was the fact the only good thing about the Saints was the, the kit. Um, I really like the jersey because <laughs> oh. <laughs> their play was t- terrible, their defense was terrible, um, but it, it it really did step up. And when the kind of half time came, I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna go for a walk because these usually take about seven hours. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I didn't realize that, <laughs> so I I came back. And um, it was already like halfway through the third quarter. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and you but go it, to the Discord, you see me going, what the hell's yeah, going on? And you're yeah, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, just an entire sp- And I was like, oh, no, I've missed so many good things. But um, That's no. the thing about the games this year. Like, it seems like the second half is when the games just like pump up, you know, yeah. like one team go. It's either this one team goes to sleep and the other team dominates or both teams just all of a sudden go. Yeah, we're going to make this a game. <laughs> yeah, let's actually try this half. Um, no, it's, it's uh, this season so far has been an absolutely insane season because the almost like the preconceived notion of who's going to beat who just has been thrown out the window. Like everything's yeah, like super a coin toss, to uh, uh, a coin toss, not a time toss, and um, <laughs> you, you you just don't know who, like who's like apart from obviously people in the Discord who thought that the Colts were going to beat the Chiefs, who thought that the Jets were going to beat the Browns. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many like expected inverted commas uh results that just they're like no i don't think so actually <laughs> yeah and you know when you when you see you know andy dolan coming out on the saints and they're missing alvin kamara and you go oh it's gonna be a big l for the saints today probably yeah. gonna be a a, a, a a game you can just turn off midway through no yeah, that is not how it how it turned out and that's just the story of the season Totally, man. And and that makes it really exciting, especially for like, I wouldn't say that I'm a true neutral, but I'm definitely having sort of invested interest with some teams that I could not care less about. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same thing happens to me, you know, you'll, you'll watch a Thursday night game or a Monday game and it's, you know, it's it's the Giants versus the Cowboys and you go, I don't really care about either of these teams, mm. but then they put on a good show and yeah. you go, oh, you I kind of like this Cooper Rush guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just tell it's going to be an amazing. Cooper Rush has been phenomenal, man. There was like oh, a yeah. stat I saw earlier. It was like he he's the oh. first quarterback in Cowboys history to go four zero in their starts. Right? It's crazy. Yeah, like no name bench warmer Cooper Cooper think, Rush goes out of the field and of blows everyone away. Quarterbacks that they've had, bro. It's mad. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm loving it. I am absolutely loving it. And I just wish that um, either I didn't live in a fu- uh, like really irritating time zone or they played their games <laughs> in London all earlier. the time. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, hey, maybe you guys can nice. start your own league, you know? I think we I talked mean, about this on Football yeah, Fair did, in we, the past. We have spoken about this before. <laughs> and they, there are, I think, English English teams. But um, very clearly, like, any players of note play in the NFL, my guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, no I think... I think Canada has their own league. There was, there's of course like the minor league that was, has been started up and shut down like multiple times that, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, there's players playing the game and maybe some of them are ex NFL or maybe some of them are like mm-hmm. people who were undrafted, but it's like, they're really, I mean, they don't really have a big name until they get to the actual NFL and start playing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really nice to see, man. And uh, that's what kind of keeps it spicy because even the teams like, you know, the, the bills you expect to probably walk the season at the uh, the first couple of games 
and automatically now they've uh, had one little slip up of where you know let's be honest they made a big goof and obviously right. there's that meme of their coach now just like smashing an ipad to bits or something their offensive course in the corner yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, it's it's quite nice because it keeps it open-ended i still think bills are, are, are pretty much a shoe-in for the super bowl currently um i think they're just too solid of a, a unit but they do like to ship a lot of points defensively so you know i think it'd be quite interesting what have you got any predictions so far this e- early into the season for a super bowl yeah man yeah, you see, you know, my prediction, like, I, I want to say Bills, obviously, because mm-hmm. I feel like the Bills could, can, like, if they get into that game with the Chiefs and it comes down to the, uh, you know, overtime, which they've changed the rules for now. Yes. I think likely. the Bills do come out in the win- you know, winners there. On the other side of the ball, I, I, I honestly think that, you know, if the Eagles keep playing the way they are right now, I think it's yes. I think we might have like a Bills Eagles type uh, type. J- Jalen Hurts, man, he's proven a lot of people wrong, which is really good to see. Talk about Lamar Jackson type players. I mean, hell he, yeah, he, he has the speed and he has the accuracy. Um, and I mean, if he keeps playing the way he is, he, you know, we might think of him higher than Lamar Jackson. Um, but obviously, Lamar is playing for money right now. He you know, is. his contract is up, so is. you know, every every dime throw he makes is like another million dollars yes. in his wallet. Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> this is where he's uh, well, he's either getting one of those booster contracts with the Ravens, or he's making his value. To another team. Uh, yeah, totally. Stay there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's quite interesting. And that's probably one of the reasons why I drafted him with my team is because um, he just gave me the A that he was going to go on like this kind of MVP run, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. The people are already claim, you know, saying he should be MVP already. So I mean, it's a little early for that kind of stuff. Because... Uh, yeah. I mean, anything you say is a little bit early, especially <sighs> in, in this. Got to get those headlines, league. man. <laughs> <laughs> So one last thing about the the Saints versus Vikings game. Oh um, yes, how crazy is it that the you know I I hear this said a lot. You know, um, people in the UK love to see field goal kicks, right? I don't know why people say <laughs> that, but I guess it's just a thing. How crazy is it that yes. the final kick of the game for the Saints is a double doink on the crossbar? Honestly, right? The f- <laughs> There's so many moments, milestones that I can remember because of how fresh my uh, introduction into this sport is. Is that the first time I saw Greedy use the term doink, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I had no, I, I almost Googled it and I was like, what is a dunk? And I was like, I kind of scared of what the, you know, the returns are going to be on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe the affiliation is that because we've got a lot of sports that rely on kicking the ball through something. Uh, like in rugby, you've got the uprights. Obviously, you've got the uh, football standard. So there's a lot of facets of where, like, that's probably like one of the most um, notable uh, connections to other sports potentially but the fact that it, it would have tied the game it would have tied the game and there's so many amazing images of players reacting as if you know the ball has hit and gone through which there's no reason physically scientifically why you shouldn't <laughs> right. how how and the thing is like amazingly about it is that it, it was so nearly a triple dunk as well like so nearly a triple um, but yeah, fa- amazing end to the game. I'm really gutted for Lutz because, you know, what a way, like, it's never nice to have to bear that in some capacity that you're the reason the team didn't, you know, do something. Um, not that other people weren't to blame, but you're the one, you're the clutch moment, aren't you? But, um, well, yeah, was... that's what happened to the Bears kicker yeah. <laughs> uh, when yeah. he did the double doink. I mean, he was, I mean, he was crucified for, yeah. 
for losing that game, but it's like, okay, but you know, you could have done this, this, and yeah, this during could, the game. Yeah, you could have scored not like in that situation. More, but you know, let's play the like, kicker. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Panthers versus the Browns week one. You know, Cade York, rookie yes. kicker, has to kick yes. like a fifty plus field goal. It's like, why are we putting him in this situation? Like this is set up to fail at this yeah, point. <laughs> totally. And and thus like you know, but pressure builds diamonds, my guy, in it, you know? That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> Well, P2, there is a game in London next week. Yes, sir. Uh, around the same time, of course, which is the Giants versus the Packers. Obviously, we've talked pretty big about Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. um, but the Giants are going into this game uh, a little bit limited, especially at the quarterback position. Um, I think Daniel Jones will be back to face the Packers, but he might be a little bit limited since he had an ankle injury, which means he's going to have to pass from the pocket a little bit more which might be his strong suit, actually, because usually when he runs the ball, he either trips or he fumbles. <laughs> he, he, trips the, <laughs> he trips himself up with nobody around. Um, yes, it's going to be quite an interesting one. But as I've seen so far this season, that Saquon Barkley, kind of like why I, I, I grew attached to him in the first place, was even when OBJ was at the Giants, I found that Saquon was the one who put the team on, the back, on his back. Um, and that's probably why he's got size a billion thighs. Um <laughs> Now, uh, you know, I, I think that he is a game changer. The issue that you've got is um, I think the Packers are clearly going to know that too and know that the the Giants' run game is by far their strongest, especially if Dan Jones is not able to protect himself. You know, they, it's opening them up to a lot of things, especially with the, the Packers' defense being so, you know, predatory, I think is the probably best way to do it. Like they are going to hunt down and target something. Um Ultimately, class is permanent, man. And Aaron Rodgers, even though he's lost pretty much everyone good as a <laughs> wide receiver, he is still pulling out huge wins this season. Um, and I don't see that changing. Yeah, now now he's more comfortable with you know Adam Lazard and and a few of the other rookies on the team who they added in the off season. Um, you know they've been hitting. I mean, they've been hitting targets almost constantly. And, you know, the week again, uh, the game against the Buccaneers, even though it was a dirty and, mm-hmm. and defensive bout, uh, you could still see that, like, Rodgers was way more, like, comfortable in, in his in his passing game than than Tom Brady was simply because he's found that rhythm with his wide receivers. Totally. Um, so, you know, I, I think that pa- the passing game, is probably going to be a huge factor here, seeing as Danny Dimes, as as some people call him. I don't know. I don't know if that name really resonates no. with him too well. <laughs> no, but he's just—he's. I mean, he's been in the league for what four years now. Yep. He only really exploded the first year when he came in for um, uh, Eli Manning uh, when he was injured, mm-hmm. and you know, like people are like, "Oh, wow, this guy's—you know—he's—he's he's doing these crazy runs up the middle, and he's—you know—he's throwing dimes." And then he just hasn't really gotten back to form and he is playing better this year. But like I said earlier, if with the ankle injury that happened during the Bears game, um, I feel like he's going to be even more limited than he usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it is going to come down to like who can make the most explosive play. And that's going to be Aaron Rodgers to you know, totally. Adam Lazard or whoever. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. And um, I, I, like I, I find that, yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there that when he doesn't have those outs, he doesn't have that kind of exit route. And um, I don't know. I, I just think that, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, as much as I don't want to, like, I, I want to appreciate the kind of the, the new breeds of the quarterbacks, you know, um, you, you can't deny how just classy he is. <laughs> 
yeah, he, he he's class at the game, but maybe not in. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not determining <laughs> characters. I'm talking about playing abilities only. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, so, yeah. Uh, pick pick the game, P two. What's what's the score going to be? Uh, I think the Packers are going to. Well, a lot of them have been a bit cagey. So huh, let's see. I think that the Packers are going to win twenty eight to I don't know seventeen. Oh, okay. All right. That's kind of close to what I was thinking. You know, I th- I was thinking maybe the the Packers are probably going to be like thirty. 31 maybe to like uh i think it's gonna be like a weird score for the giants like an 18 or a 16 mm. or something like that just because you know maybe maybe they'll get like a, a field goal but miss an after point on the okay. on a touchdown or something mm-hmm. you know but yeah well i think that's a pretty solid prediction there um but as you know you never as know what's gonna has happen gone so far, yeah it, the giants are gonna uh, have a blowout <laughs> well P two, you and me are butting heads in fantasy this this week. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously, you don't have to share your game plan if you don't want to. But you know, what, what's your biggest concern going into this week? I'll start with mine, just because you know I okay. want to be fair to you. Okay. Uh, but my biggest concern right now, which is something that I kind of was poking you about in the Discord, but I'm actually kind of concerned about it, is my <laughs> running back core right yeah. now. I'm uh, looking at it right now. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is officially out for the game, but he hasn't been producing at all. So it's like, okay, no big loss there. Najee Harris, who I picked up, you know, like third overall in the draft. You did. He just has not been producing the way that he was predicted to. You know and even what? though they I'm have really him slated for like it. 10 points this week, I just I don't feel like putting them in because he hasn't produced. You, you picked him on the round that I was going to. That's how it, that's how it goes. <laughs> and uh, I was very pleased. But then, uh, yeah, it, it, and that's why I picked up uh, DeAndre Swift instead. <laughs> yeah, Swift. Swift was a great pickup for you. Um, you know, Jamal Williams, since Swift is going to be back this week, he might be a little bit limited. He's, he's still I do have currently. I do have Williams on my bench still, so I may put him in if things turn around. But he is going up against New England, which is pretty good at stopping mm-hmm. the run. Uh, but I also, you know, I put Rashard Penny in. He had a monster game last week, and of course he was on my bench. Uh, so I'm hoping he can kind of do the same thing as the New, <laughs> New Orleans offense. And then Tyler Algier, um, he's yes. a, one of those no-name players who came in last week against the Browns and was really, really good because of uh, the, the Falcons' main number one running back was was injured. So um, I have him on the team right now just because it's like, okay, he, he might he might, he might, might wake up again for this, for this Tampa Bay game. Mm-hmm. I think that's quite an interesting one. I've got to be honest, because of my um, lack of knowledge, I think it's fair to say, uh, a lot of the players that I'm looking at are not kind of scaring me in maybe the way that their performances are dictating. Um, Especially because um, Eckler is what my main running back and he had the game of his life last weekend. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yep. And to be honest, uh, without him doing that, he, I probably would have last uh, lost my matchup last uh, last week. So there's a couple of things of where I, I f- I'm trying to get ahead of the curve, and what I mean by that is um, on the app that we use, it allows you to optimize your points, uh, you know, predictions, right? Mm-hmm. And by and large, I try to um, follow that because obviously it's helping me the most, especially my rookie season of playing this. Um, and twice my gut is telling me to do something, and I don't f- go through with it. The first was the Tyler Boyd was on my bench, um, and this is the weekend they played the Jets and scored twenty five points. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that was great. Um, the second one then was last weekend where I had TJ Hawkinson on my bench. And obviously in that thriller against the Seahawks uh, where he scored three touchdowns himself, I had uh, a measly 37 points sat on my bench. Yeah, it's rough. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really and I'm glad because um I was against uh, our our local friend who is known for finishing sixth. Um so I, I I didn't lose because of that decision, but I'm trying to get ahead of myself for this week. Um so a lot of my matchups are, are coming up quite nicely. Um, Here's th- I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some fantasy advice, and this might be the bad time to do it since I'm going against you this week. But <laughs> okay. nev- almost never optimize your team. No, never. I I've learned I, I go learned with that your gut. <laughs> if you think that a player is going to go off because they're you know doing totally. whatever, yep. You know, like right now, Chase Edmonds is 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 um they're they're saying he's going to only get like four points, and I do have him on my bench right now, but that doesn't make sense to me, seeing as Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the main, you know, the quarterback. And so totally. they're probably going to run the ball a lot. So why shouldn't I put him in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things that's like, you kind of just got to trust your gut a little bit because optimizing, you know, players can be predicted to get like five points. But as we've seen in this in this league, you know. That means nothing. That means nothing. And like a few weeks ago, you know, people were saying, oh, don't pick up Christian Kirk. If you pick up Christian Kirk, it's going to be a, a dud placement on your team. I picked him up late in the draft, and he's produced. He's been on my bench, mind you, but he's produced at least 20 <laughs> points each week because Damn. the Jaguars have a good coach now. So it's like he's producing now. So it was a great pickup for me. But, you know, you you see all the little tickers at the bottom of the NFL you know, TV show, and they're like, who should you sit this week? And what do you know? Week one, they said sit. You know, they said sit. Um, um, not Nick Chubb. Uh, fuck me in the face. I <laughs> Hunt, uh, Cream Hunt. They said they said they they, they said that the sit him, and that week he got like thirty points for the person I was going against. So it's yeah. like, yeah, more than more. You know, if if I'm going to give any fantasy advice to anyone, is don't go with the optimization strategy. Go with your gut totally. because I've a lot of times that. that's going to win over any optimization. Well, I, I've learned the hard way with that one, but I'm currently sitting third in our league because I've scored a shit ton of points because oh, yeah, yeah. I've got the ruthless combo of Lamar Jackson and, and uh, Tyreek Hill, who are phenoms this season. Uh, <laughs> you know, Tyreek Hill, I think, <clears throat> now being in Miami, and uh, I think it's going to be different with Tua out this weekend, um, and hope he feels better soon because that looked freaking horrible. Um, that I think that he's really going to prove, and I think that because um of just the magic of Mahomes, that you can be made to look not as elite as you are, and uh, Tyreek Hill is most certainly an absolute monster in the wide receiver game. And that is true, I'm, and I'm glad, and he's going up against the Jets, so I really fancy my chances there. That even uh with a you know the a backup quarterback that they're still gonna do pretty pretty good job of the Jets. Although to be fair to the Jets, they're doing pretty well this season so far. Yeah, they're frisky. There's they're certainly frisky. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah there's a couple of that I've got in there to try and uh just maybe you know on the off chance that they have the game of their lives. Um <clears throat> but there's a few players that are questionable not only in terms of starting the game but also improving themselves to me. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's one of those things of where I want to be proven wrong with some players because uh, I've decided to take out Mark Andrews because 
Um, for the last couple of games, he's been rubbish because uh, Lamar does all the work. But it's frustrating because he'll have one of those games where he'll score like 35 points. Um, so yeah. there, there's always like almost like a guaranteed week where he will come up trumps. Uh, so I'm trying to sort of, uh, you know, get, get used to my thing. But I feel like I've drafted really well this year, oh, um, yeah. you know, considering the fact that a um, I had like a, a rough plan of what I was looking for. And don't get me wrong. I was so um, anticipatory of doing this event that I planned. I think it was about six months in advance. Yeah, it was pretty far ahead. <laughs> yeah. You were like, I'm really nervous. And I'm like, it's 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 freaking like, it's like May, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, I am ready though. <laughs> yeah, so I had my plan. I knew what I was looking for. And, um, you know, the, the, the draft position was kind to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, you had a great draft. I'll give you that. Um, I do like my draft. Don't get me wrong, but you did steal some players from me. Like Swift was a player that I was definitely going to draft late. Yeah, um, and and you grabbed him up, and you know, even like Hunter Renfro. I mean, I know he's questionable yeah. right now, but he he is like, even though De, you know Devonte <clears throat> Adams is in you know the Raiders home, you know, in the Ra- on the Raiders team right now, he's still like I still see him as like a as a as a number two wide receiver and even totally. number one. If it wasn't for the, his 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 fumbles, uh. I would definitely say put him in, but yeah, I would probably bench him until he starts to look better. Yeah, until field. he starts to get. But then I would say that this season so far, the Raiders they don't seem to have fully gelled uh, together yet. Yeah, well, <clears> so it's yeah. one of those things of where they were I the think... only zero and three team. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just kind of sad. Seeing as their roster is pretty strong, it's very stacked. And so I think when uh, we start to see a bit more fluidity in the team, I might start uh, playing him then. But until that point. Weirdly enough, he's got to get out Juju Smith-Schuster out of my team, man. And yeah. I never thought that I was going to... Because I thought he was going to be a bit of a dark horse considering the fact that he's got Mahomes to pelt him. Um, that he hasn't really done a lot yet. And I never thought that I was going to be picking a Steelers player, man. Well, he's not a Steelers player anymore. No, but, not any, no, but you know what I'm saying. That... Uh, the, the amount of disrespect. Fantasy advice for. number two. Team <laughs> biases need to go out the window. <laughs> no, I will stand by it. You'll never see a steal. Well, then why'd on my you team. pick a Bengals player? They're our rivals too. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson is sick, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, and and you got Lamar Jackson there. He's another. He, he took a shit literally and figuratively on us last year. So. I mean, <laughs> our defense sometimes is the most brilliant. And also the most stupidly frustrating. Frustrating, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> because, like, against the Jets, how we just let them walk in, like, twice. Like, what are you doing? Please, oh, for man. the love of You're, God. The emotions are bubbling back up in me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, like, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, we've got such... such oh, Pete is so angry. He slammed his... Yeah, my, my control is full. No, um, <laughs> that um, is it's so frustrating because we've got such a sick defensive lineup that we shouldn't be making those kind of basic errors. Yeah, I think this one goes back to coaching, but um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll have to see where it all goes. I mean, the Greedy Waffles has been calling for Joe was to be fired since the Jets game. And <laughs> I, I mean, I'm with them. I mean, especially after the Falcons game. I feel like we had that one in the bag as well. Yes. And yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. not go to it. I'm sure Greedy and I will be talking about that later in the episode, but yes. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's rough. <laughs> well, I look yeah, forward to the rant. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big circle to. It's tough being a Browns fan, especially this year. Yes, especially if we keep going uh, on this roller coaster of uh, wins and losses. But hey, P two, you've been—I mean, shall I say—bloody brilliant. 
<laughs> well, it's all the, because, you know, the, like I said before, if I'm the wide receiver and I've got an amazing quarterback, I can't do nothing but succeed, man. So that's all down to you. Wow. You're making me blush right now. <laughs> well, hey, P2, I appreciate you coming on and, and spreading your wisdom and your thoughts. It was a great conversation. Glad to have talked with you. If you want to uh, check out P2, he does art as well, and he uh, he has commissions that he can do. So if you, if you want emotes done or maybe just random bullshit that you, you have <laughs> thinking in your head, like he made a troll face for me, you know, um, just go ahead and message him. I'm sure he'd love to work with you. Um, and you also have, don't you have a shop as well that people can go to? I do. Oh my goodness. I feel, uh, I have an Etsy store where you can get uh, handmade, uh, hand drawn and digital stuff as well. And what's the name of that? Uh, that is called uh, J O C W. J O C W. It's the journey of a creative wannabe. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you, but no, man, I appreciate. It. I appreciate the uh, the thought to ask me on to you know to speak all about these different things, and I appreciate you getting me into the sport of football. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I think the next guest we're going to try and get on is Nomad, and that might be a different tone for the podcast, seeing <laughs> yes, as his team isn't doing too high. Yep, indeed. <laughs> so that should be uh, a hot take. From... So definitely make sure you uh, tune in for that one. All right. Well, thank you once again, P2. We're going to continue on with the rest of the episode, but thank you for coming on. See you later. All right. Once again, thank you so much to Player 2, P2, for coming on the podcast and talking with me about the... Uh, the Vikings and the Saints and just kind of like the the culture of football in the United Kingdom in general. It was really fun to talk to him. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Greedy, how was that conversation? Oh, great. I, I was speechless the whole time. <laughs> when everything he was saying, I was just so shocked and speechless, speechless about it. <laughs> well, I know something you're not speechless about. The week four that? games. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot and... Uh, go, you go ahead and start off. I want you to start off. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah. Well, there's one game in particular that we really should talk about, even though I feel like we are broken records in this in this area of things. But, uh, you know, the Browns versus the Falcons. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, the one thing I really want to point out in this game is that the Falcons ran the ball on us almost as well as we ran the ball on them, and probably even better uh, yeah, on their like final better. drive. Um, somehow, some way, the Falcons found a way to win, and the Browns found a way to lose once again. Our defense, which gre- go ahead, greedy, say it. Joe Woods needs to be fired. <laughs> um, they just, I don't know, just this collapsed in the final quarter and um like i said they just allowed the falcons to to run a train on us pretty much every single play was 10 plus yards on the ground we couldn't stop them yeah it was it was in the second half and they just ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball again and ran the ball again and even you and i pointed out they're like oh this is gonna be a run play this you know how well they're running they're gonna continue running and sure enough they ran the ball again and then they ran again and i saw a stat that marcus Mariota, the quarterback for falcons only threw for seven times i was like that's ridiculous if you're gonna get beat by a quarterback only throwing seven times especially by marcus Mariota, that is that is ridiculous and joe woods needs to be fired and he still hasn't been fired so i don't know what's going on it's driving me insane yeah it is it really is each Um, week it gets harder and harder to uh, watch this team and support them 
Yeah, it's crazy because like coming out of the Steelers game, we felt really good. The defense played actually well. You know, like the like I don't I don't understand what happened between this week and I'm sorry, last week and this week. Um, but also like there was some weird offensive stuff going on too. I mean, obviously the final pick by uh, that the you know that happened to Jacoby Brissett. I kind of do blame him on that one. Um, we had plenty of time to go down the field and get like a t- a game tying field goal or even a score. And he forced the ball in a, in, a, in double coverage that that I felt like was a pretty bad decision, all things considered. You know, in the one in the game against the Jets, I can't fault him for that interception only because we had like 20 seconds left and we shouldn't have been in that position. Well, this was a game where you know we we were. I mean, you know, I kind of blame Jacoby for that final interception. I can't lie. Um, but uh, you know, that's the thing though. Greedy, you know, I, there was this weird decision by Kevin Stefanski, the coach of the Browns, to go for it, you know, like fourth and fourth and something, you know, and we were well in field goal range. And instead of going for the field goal, getting the points in the first quarter, mind you, first quarter, uh, we failed on a fourth down and, you know, that was it for the entire quarter. We didn't get any points in the first quarter. I told you we're losing this game by three points. And what happened? We lost the game by three freaking points. The, it, the, the script writes itself. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, we're writing scripts as they're, like, not us personally, but we're, like, thinking about these scripts that are happening, like, as the game's gone. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, the Browns are going to lose by, like you said, three points. And last week when I said, um, or a couple weeks ago when they played the Jets, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to lose, you know. And sure enough, we did. It's just crazy that, like, that's how you know we're, like, and fans for a long time is because we were able to – like point out these issues and then we're able to say, you know, this is how it's going to happen. And sure enough, it happens like that. And yeah, that was a questionable call. And it, it just hurts me because uh, I saw, I saw videos on uh, Twitter and all over social media that Nick Chubb was wide open on that play. And if Kobe Brissett would have saw him, could have thrown it to him and could have got the touchdown. And then we'd be ready saying a whole different, you know, our attitudes would be different, you know? Yeah, but even though they didn't score, you know, even like going like at the time before they decide to go for it, we're like, just take the points, go for it. No, no need to get cute here. And I think Stavansky just gets too cute at times and it just it sucks. <laughs> I mean, he is a handsome man, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I was saying the same thing to or we both were kind of saying the same thing at the time when we were watching the game. It's just like. We don't need to do these risky things so early in the game. Like, this is the stuff that catches up to you later, you know? Instead of playing for a tie, we could have been playing for, you know, we could have been tied already and just, you know, been trying to get down the field to get the, like, uh, just a field goal in general without the, without the pressure of being, pl- of, of from playing from behind. So, yeah, still, still some stuff uh, we got to iron out offensively, um, but defensively, it just seems like we just can't catch a break. Yeah, and I don't get it. And his schemes just are awful, and he he just needs to be fired. And it still hurts me that he hasn't been fired yet. And I unfortunately think if he hasn't been fired yet, that will keep him for the whole year. And I think. You know, that's what Stavansky is kind of saying is like, yeah, we might as well just keep him for the year. But, you know, I mean, Deshaun Watson, when he comes back and if he, you know, plays, you know, his MVP status, he's not going to that's not going to fix the defense. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll score more, 
But if our defense is still giving up 30 points, there's no way we can count on us scoring 40 or you know more than 35 points every game. We yeah. have the Chiefs. And like we say, like I know we're, you said it, broken record. Like we always play down or up to our competition. And I don't get it. Like, you know, we should have been bl- blowing out the Falcons. We should have blown out the Jets. And it just doesn't make sense how we're going into halftime and it's high 10 to 10 with the Jets or the Falcons. I'm sorry. And it just, I don't get like why we play down or up to our competition. Yeah. Yep. That I mean, should be our new name podcast is down or up to our competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the, the Falcons definitely are a bit friskier than we were expecting going into, um, especially last week. Um, and uh, we knew that it was going to be a tougher game, but we didn't think that it was going to be like this tough of a game. Like, I don't know. It, it's 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 just weird. But uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about this this game. Uh, on to the, on to next week uh, where we'll probably beat the Chargers somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that game will probably be a shootout, but we'll get to that in a little bit. All right, go ahead right. with the <clears throat> game you want to talk about. So this one is a little shocking, and uh, the Ravens, uh, the Bills versus the Ravens. I want to talk about this one because, you know, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Ravens, is definitely winning the MVP this season. I don't think there's any doubts that he won't win it. And But it just seems like the Ravens are falling flat in the fourth quarter. And talking about coaching decisions, um, um, John Harbaugh, uh, the coach for the Ravens also were in the red zone, but this was towards the end of the game, and he decided to go for it on fourth down, and they ended up not converting, and that kind of cost them the game because they lost twenty-three to twenty. They could have tied it, or they were they they were so up at the time, but you know that would cause the Bills to tie it instead of coming back and winning it. So I also mean. I I don't really question it as much as uh, I do Stefanski because with the as much talent as Lamar Jackson is and, you know, Mark Andrews and, you know, the receiving core is pretty good. Yeah. You go for it. You know, you have those, you know, special weapons. Yeah. You know, his decision thinking is probably like, Oh, I have Lamar Jackson. We can do it. And he was having a great game, but it's just surprising that the bills came back and won in 23 to 20. Yeah. I think the main problem is that the Ravens didn't score any points in the third and fourth quarter. You can't do that against the bills. You got to keep pace. Um, and once again, you know, the, the Ravens came out explosive, you know, uh, they, they got two straight touchdowns and, and, um, they just kind of, you know, fizzled out towards the end, even though it was still competitive football, uh, you could definitely tell that the, that the Ravens weren't going to be able to hold off Josh Allen and, and their offensive attack for the entire, you know, third and fourth quarter. Just, I mean, it just, it was just, it was just crazy kind of seeing the Ravens, like it wasn't really a meltdown, but it still like felt like one because like, even though they were still kind of moving the ball, but I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's such a weird game. You know, it was such a weird game and it was one of those games that was like, you know, it's in the corner of my eye. I'm kind of watching it, but also not really, but yeah, I don't know. You, You can't, you can't, you can't, uh, not score in the third and fourth against the bills. It's just, it's yeah, not a recipe for success, <laughs> especially like a power as like the Buffalo bills. And they did kind of hurt them, but you no, know, it's just weird that, you know, two weeks now that the Ravens just fell flat either in the second half or in the fourth quarter. And they definitely got a lot of work to do on the defense as well. Not as much as the Browns, Cleveland Browns, but, uh, <laughs> but it was also, uh, 
Bills, the injury bug continues to haunt them. Uh, the Bills lost another wide receiver to a broken ankle. So, yeah, yeah, they got to overcome that again. So it's unfortunate that the injury bug is on a team like the Bills this year. Last year, it was the Ravens. Yeah, last, last year. year. Yeah. <laughs> the Ravens, like, they were pulling up, you know, Joe Schmo from from the running Walmart. back room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah from Walmart. Um, but, yeah, the Bills' defense looked better in this game. Um, they started out a little rocky, as I said, but uh, they definitely got it together. I think that that's just, a, that's just a quality of good coaching, you know, even though you're playing with, like, third and fourth string players, uh, you, you're still coaching them well enough to, to you know, to stop the attack that is Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. So, you know, um, good, good, good game. Sure. For sure. Uh, I don't know if it was the most interesting one towards, I mean, I guess the end was pretty, was pretty interesting, but there was a time there when, when it was just like the bills doing the bills thing. And it was just like, okay, you know, you look away for one second and all of a sudden they're up (laughs) or they're, they're getting, they're, they're closing the gap there, but yeah, whatever. All right. Next one. One more for me. Uh, I'm gonna head. I'm gonna bring us over to the Jets versus the Steelers. Wow, shocking! I thought you were gonna pick another. Well, this game is very interesting because um, not only was this the return of Zach Wilson, but Kenny Pickett, who is the um, the quarterback that the that the Steelers selected in the draft in the first round of the draft. Uh, he was put in. Uh, I think about halfway through the game or something. Um, and even though his first throw was an interception, uh, you could definitely tell that he was a uh, much better player than than Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he got uh, what two rushing touchdowns in this game. Uh, he was pretty much holding the team on his back for the most part. But with that comes also like uh, yeah, he threw three interceptions, which which I would say two of them were not on him. They hit like the ball hit the hands of the receivers, and it and they couldn't catch it, and then it it, it went into the hands of a Jets player, but. This was actually a really interesting game to watch, not only because Zach Wilson was looking really good throughout this game, but Kenny Pickett comes in and just you could see the Steelers kind of be reinvigorated with this young talent. It was actually pretty cool to watch. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson had a touchdown catch, which is an odd ball play in the NFL where the quarterback goes out for a wide receiver route and catches the ball in the end zone. So that was kind of cool to see uh, in the highlights and I also will, I do feel bad for Mitch Trubisky because there is, a, I saw like a highlight, not a highlight reel, but like a compilation clip video of like the receivers just dropping the ball. And there was one beautiful pass he had in the Jets game where if the guy would have caught it, they would have had a touchdown. But, you know, like these receivers for the Steelers are having issues catching the football. And it's starting to show. And it showed even with Kenny Pickett in because it's also a crazy stat that Kenny Pickett had 10 completions, not a single drop of like all the uh, completions were caught and, but three of them were to uh, the jets. So this is kind of like, you know, it's kind of an oddball, like an odd stat, you know, how you can have 10 completions and three of them to the other team. So he didn't have a single drop though. So incomplete pass. So that's good for him. So, yeah, I think, um, (laughs) I think it's good. I think uh, they kind of needed like a running quarterback, um, but it kind of I'm kind of concerned for Najee Harris too as well because Najee didn't still didn't have a great game either. No, yeah, uh, don't worry. I'm feeling that. I drafted him in <laughs> fantasy league, and he really hasn't performed. 
um, up to what you expect. And I, I'm putting him on my bench this week because, you know, he just isn't doing much, and I'd rather have someone else who might get more points in there at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it seems like, uh, you know, with Kenny Pickett in there, I think with a whole week of practicing with the first you know, the first, uh, the starters. Um, I think that they'll play some good football next week with Kenny Pickett in there. But I mean, going back to what you were saying about like the receivers dropping passes by Mitch, I mean, yeah, I mean that, that, that bleed, that bled op- over into when Kenny Pickett took the field. I mean, you, you watch those balls go right into the hands of the Steelers receivers and the two of the three interceptions was just like, boing just bounces yeah. right out of their hand and goes right to, uh, you know, a waiting defender. And like, I don't feel like those inter- types of interceptions should be on the quarterback per se. I think we need to change the stats a little bit to be like, well, the receiver had the ball and then, you know, f- he he's the one who messed up, not the quarterback. I, I feel like we need to differentiate that because the, the, the three interceptions for Kenny Pickett are, is a little bit misleading in this case. Um, but, you know, even, even though Kenny Pickett had a pretty good game overall, uh, Zach Wilson was still able to overcome and 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 beat the Steelers, and it was a pretty good ball game. You know, it was a it was an entertaining one to watch. Every time you would look over at the TV for this game, it would be something something fun going on, um, and uh, it's definitely worth watching the highlights for sure. And it's uh it's crazy that they ended up losing to the Jets. So it's kind of it feels nice because Browns and rival or Browns and Steelers have a rival. And so, you know, seal the trans will chirp at us and then we chirp back, you know, when they lose. So now we both lost to the Jets. I was like, oh, man, we at, as we lost to the Falcons, I was like, oh, man, we're not going to hear how the end of how the Steelers were able to beat the Jets. But, you know, the uh, and the Browns weren't able to, you know, just kind of they had more fuel for the fire. But no, they ended up losing and now they can't have that fuel. So that's good. Yeah, thank that's, you. Uh, yeah, that. that's, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we don't have to hear about that. All right, go ahead and pick one more game to talk about. I think we should do two more. Um, oh, I do. Okay. Well, you might have talked about this in fantasy, um, but I'm gonna go ahead. In fantasy, and... you mean with P two? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It is a fantasy, fantasy to talk to P two. Yeah, P two. He's he's so, such a loving young man. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, like I'm debating on between two games, but I'll go ahead and pick the one that I'm surprised you didn't pick. I'm going to go ahead with the Monday night football game. It's Rams versus 49ers. Man, Yummy ended up picking this team, or 49ers, and man, was he right. Like, 49ers came to play. And 49ers defense, uh, thanks to my uh, fantasy, uh, got me 21 points, which is absurd amount of points in fantasy for a defense. Uh, So that was phenomenal. But the 49ers looked great in this game they look like super bowl champions in this like game beating the rams uh it's now confirmed that the rams are officially in a super bowl hangover um so it's just absurd how the 49ers are able to or the rams are able to go to san francisco and just get their butts kicked when no one was expecting it and the defense played phenomenal defense was great and then jimmy g you know he did what he had to do so it's kind of kind of it's insane, and you know you got a lot of bragging rights right now. So I'll let you have the have the mic. Yeah, it's crazy that Matthew Stafford goes for 254 yards, but 
the, the, the Rams could not score one single touchdown in this game. It's all field goals for them, which totaled up to nine points for them. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, 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 I predicted this game pretty well. Uh, I, I kind of predicted that it was going to be a little bit of a, you know, 49ers led kind of um, game. Uh, I was, I was thinking it was going to be a little bit closer than what it was going to be just because based on, you know, past performances by both these teams, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer, but you know, I, I was pretty confident in my pick only because, you know, you go with the stats in this case, the 49ers, they, for whatever reason, they own the Rams. I think they've only lost once in like the past, like 10 games against the Rams with the current head coaches. And, um, that's just a crazy stat. And you, I mean, it just, I mean, you just kind of go with it at this point. It's, it's more likely that the 49ers are going to win over the Rams. I will say though, you know, you did make me kind of nervous, especially when the, when the 49ers lost to the Broncos, um, you're like, we were like, oh, well, you know, are the 49ers like not as good as we think they are? You know, Jimmy G just like went into a ball and cried in that game, you know, got the safety called on him. But yeah, he came to play in this game. Um, and if, if, like I said, if they get Jimmy Garoppolo like this every week, week yeah, the 49ers are going to be, are going to be crazy good, you know, and with, with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk on the team, uh, even even George, I mean, obviously George Kittle is there too to cause some some problems. But you know, Debo Samuel, I think they, I think they need to uh, you know target him a little bit more. Um, they they kind of took him out of the rushing game this year, which I thought that he was also like a good like dual threat rushing and receiving. But I think that I think the I, I think um, they're they're handling the situation well, and um, Jimmy played really good football, and yeah, I'm just ha- I'm just happy I find you know I got something right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a good call, and I was, I was, I mean, one of these week weeks that the Rams are gonna wake up eventually. So it's just like now we got to figure out which week, you know, they're gonna wake up, and they better wake up soon. So, but yeah, Debo Samuel had a phenomenal game. Of course, I was playing the guy that had Debo on my on fantasy, but. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, we should talk about the 49ers defense. I mean, they they were terrorizing Matthew Stafford in the backfield. Two pick um, six. Yeah, they and yeah, two pick. Did you say two? Wait, was was it actually two pick sixes in this game? Yeah, because they got a late. Uh, I mean, the last one it was you know the Rams' final drive, so it was kind of you know like um, I don't want to say like last minute, but it was one of those like last minute like. Because they were throwing so much at the last drive to try to come back and tie the game up. Well, Matthew Stafford only had one interception. I think it was one pick six. I think the other one was okay. called back just or something like that. Okay, maybe yeah. it was just an interception. But yeah, still, I mean, they, 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 I mean, they made life hell for every single Rams receiver. I mean, even Cooper Cup, who usually you would see a going, you know, having a lot more yards than 122, even though that's still a lot. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy just how, like, we were watching that game, and, you know, we, we obviously we type in Discord when, when we're watching games sometimes, and, like, the whole thing was just, like, Matthew Stafford stacked, Matthew Stafford interception, Matthew Stafford stacked. So, you know, it was it was a, it was a fun game to watch, for sure, if you're, if you're a fan of 49ers fans. Uh, if you're a fan of the Rams, though, um, this is definitely not a, a performance that you wanted to see out of your team. And uh, all through this game, they were talking about how, you know, hey, when Odell Beckham's back, uh, they should definitely pick him back up, sign him, and and, and put him into the, and slot him into the uh, wide receiver room. Yeah, they definitely need him, and they definitely need help. <laughs> so, And you can tell that the Rams are really missing... Um, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking. Yeah. Uh, uh, he went to the Bills, um, the defensive player. Uh, Bobby? No, Not no, Bobby no. White. 
Uh, oh my god, what? what yeah, see, I, I told you. Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely missing Von Miller uh, because the uh, the attack on Jimmy Garoppolo just was absent. So that that's all I wanted to say about that. All right, you had one more game you wanted to talk about? Yeah, uh, we don't have to talk about the game. I just want to kind of talk about the team. Uh, I, the game I was going to thinking about talking about was the Titans versus the Colts. Um, I just want to talk about the Colts. Uh, you definitely want to be hitting the panic button. Mm-hmm. I know you ended up coming back and it was only lost by a touchdown, but it didn't look pretty, you know, for three quarters at least. And now breaking news that uh, Jonathan Taylor won't be playing next week. Uh, he will be sitting out for an ankle injury. Uh, they might want to start hitting the panic button. Um, I don't think this is a team that we thought they were going to be this year. And definitely, uh, I know the Titans, they are kind of waking up a little bit. They're looking more impressive every week, it looks like. Derrick Henry's getting back to being himself. He looked fast again. He looked, you know, like a dominant bulldozer that we're accustomed to seeing. But the Colts, man, they just look like dead fish out of water i don't know it's just crazy yeah something with the offense isn't gelling um obviously they're missing they're missing they're 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 already miss uh missing like Pittman. he was um he was held only 30 yards in this game and yeah he still looks like he's a bit in you know dealing with that injury that he had it looks like he's he's not exactly back up to speed um and with uh jonathan taylor gonna be out uh, that just removes like one of their biggest weapons, which they really haven't been utilizing too well in the past like four games now. Um, he's he's barely gotten any care. I mean, he's gotten carries, but he's barely getting any yards and stuff like that. So this team is just kind of like a mess right now. And if we remember from last year when Carson Wentz was the quarterback and things were going wrong at the end of that season, the owner was like, "Get this guy out of my building." Well, what's he's gonna what's he gonna say now? You know, Matt, you know Matt Ryan. I mean, he's he's supposedly a better quarterback. He's not looking it right now, um, and just the team isn't really meshing too well. So I'm almost wondering, like, is this Matt Ryan's last season? Is he gonna is he gonna retire after after this? If 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 it keeps going this way, yeah. And we thought, you know, the offensive line, the you know the running back, and Matt Ryan was an upgrade. Uh, I will say. Matt Ryan kind of experiencing the same thing in Pittsburgh where the receivers are dropping a lot of catchable balls. But, you know, the fact that we're not seeing the uh, prod, product, what's the word, the production uh, yeah. by Jonathan Taylor, that's kind of worrisome. So hopefully he's not like one of those one-hit wonder years. Because um, that will be really sad because I know a lot and lots of people took him first overall fantasy. Um, so <laughs> that hope- Call me out. <laughs> Well, I didn't say you personally. I just said lots and lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, because you weren't the only one, so trust me. Um, but yeah, that's uh, where you definitely want to hit the panic button is that your uh, star running back last year is not producing at all this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of annoying, but it's also like par for the course. Most most uh, running backs you take in the first round uh, for, for First overall, usually don't pan out in my experience. Um, like you know, Christian McCaffrey two years in a row has been injured and he hasn't done much, and that was like the first overall pick. And now this year, Jonathan is it's almost like a curse. It's got to be some sort of some sort of curse. <laughs> uh huh. All right. Um. Well, if you want to talk about us in one of the week four games, let us know in the Discord. Right. But let's move on to. Week five. 
because we got some good matchups here. Um, and I think the, the first one that we definitely should talk about is going to be the Eagles at the Cardinals. Um, this is this is probably going to be a really good game. The Cardinals seem to be waking up uh, a lot. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 definitely have um, staged some harrowing com- comebacks, but they also seem to be playing a lot better uh, in general. Uh, the Eagles four and zero, the only undefeated team in the league right now, still looking good. But in the game against um, uh, the Jaguars, uh, Slay Jr. went down with an injury, so hopefully he's back on the field for this game. They definitely need him um, because you know the Jaguars were able to score a lot more points than we were expecting, and uh, that's probably a game we should have probably touched on uh, uh, in the last segment, but that was a pretty good game. If you want to watch that one, you should go back and watch the uh, highlights. It was a good game, but anyway, uh, Jalen Hurts still has all his weapons, though, on offense, and I feel like if the offense is still humming, they have a great running game, Jalen Hurst is looking really, really good. I feel like the Eagles should come out with a victory here. Um, if the Cardinals start off a bit slow like they have been, or if they, you know, for some reason go to sleep halfway through this game, it's going to spell disaster for them. Um, but I think this is going to be a really good contest, and uh, I'm really excited to, to to watch this one. Yeah, this one will be a good one, and uh, I know they only played the Panthers last week, but Arizona Cardinals' defense looked uh, really, really good. Picked off Baker a couple times and uh, sacked him a couple times. And, you know, of course, swatted it balls down uh, <laughs> as he threw them. Um, but they looked really good. And I want to give credit to J.J. Watt. He had some uh, heart issues and he came, he went to the hospital, got his heart back to working pretty much. And uh, he came and played a Sunday like a few days later. So maybe that was like uh, they're all hyped up about that. But, yeah, the Eagles, you know, they're that caliber offense for them and Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and all them, they should – they will put up points. And uh, it's interesting to see uh, how the Eagles do against another high-caliber offense like the Cardinals because, you know, Kyle Murray, he, you know, he likes to scramble. He, you know, he throws the ball pretty well. And uh, the Eagles are without Darius Slay, I'm sure, again. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, defense does for both sides of the ball. Yeah, and they're going to have to cover a, a, a lot of good receivers. Uh, A.J. Breen's Green is coming back this week for the Cardinals. Um, obviously, they still got to wait until next week for uh, DeAndre Hopkins to come back. But, you know, the, the Cardinals are, um, I mean, they, they are the friskiest of the frisky. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they staged some good comebacks and you, like you said, Kyle Murray, he's a scramble King. I mean, there was that scramble during, um, I think it was against the, what was that? The Raiders game. Yeah. I guess the Raiders were, it was like 20 seconds of him just scrambling and figuring out where to put the ball for like the game winning touchdown. And that's just, I mean, overall, that's just really, really impressive. And you would hope to see that every single week from Kyler Murray. Uh, maybe he needs to study a little bit more. But we'll see what happens in this game. I think it's gonna, definitely going to be one that you want to, I mean, if you're not going to watch it, I would I would, I would probably like DVR it or something, you know, save it on your TV DVR. apps because it's probably going to be a really good game. Yeah, it should be a good one. It definitely will be a high-scoring affair on for uh, both teams. Uh, probably will be the highest scoring game of the week. Maybe we'll get a scoregami on this game too. Ooh, maybe that'll be a fun little scoregami opportunity. All right, greedy. What game do you <clears throat> want to talk right. about? All right, so I want to talk about 
which is going to be a little surprising to you, but I want to talk about, um, oh, where did they go? Oh, my God. Uh, the Cowboys versus the Rams. Not surprising uh, so, at all. Okay, awesome. Uh, so the Cowboys, they've been looking really, really, really good lately. After, you know, we said the Cowboys should hit the panic button during the first episode. Our first episode on this podcast, you know, we were like saying they they need to hit the panic button. They're not good. Well, they're kind of proving us wrong right now. Cooper Rush, man, he is lighting it up His as a backup quarterback to Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak didn't look too good game one, and Cooper Rush comes in. He's looking phenomenal. He's looking like a great QB. And C.D. Lance production is also much better with Cooper Rush in than it was with Dak Prescott. And Ezekiel Elliott's starting to come back a little bit. You know, people are kind of worried about him. He kind of fell off after he got his big contract extension for lots and lots of money. (laughs) And the offensive line's holding up. But Cooper Rush, man, he is definitely surprising lots of people here. Yeah, then, I mean, the, the whole reason why we pressed the panic button week one was because they looked so bad against the Buccaneers, and then Dak Prescott gets injured, and you wonder, like, what they're going to look like and with a, with a backup QB in. And, I mean, yeah, they I mean they haven't lost since Cooper Rush came onto the field. And yeah, I think the too. Rams are really going to have trouble stopping the Cowboys' offensive attack. I mean, there's so many years where you say, oh, the Cowboys, they're good. You know, here we go, Cowboys or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so weird. Like this year, it kind of feels just right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it actually is happening. Yeah. And as for the Rams, uh, the reason I'm interested in this game, you know, like we just talked about is, you know, the Rams aren't looking, you know, like themselves. And I think, I think the Cowboys might pull it off. It'll be, It'll be interesting to see if the Cowboys can pull this off, and it'll be definitely a shock of the week if the Cowboys ended up pulling off a W against the Rams. And I think the Rams, you know, they might be a little better. You know, I think Cooper Cup will have a fantastic game. Matt Stafford will probably have a good game because the Cowboys' defense is not as good as, like, the 49ers. So it will be – it should be a good game, and I think it'll be nice to see the Cowboys pull out a win here, even though um, I want the Rams to win, but – I honestly think I mean I I mean I was so I was so confident in the Cowboys winning this one that I locked them up. Yeah, uh, you sure did. I I I I mean I am pretty confident in this lock only because of I mean the the Rams defense just hasn't been able to stop any offensive attack this past few games. And I mean it, it leads all the way back to that Bills game week 1 where they just got kind of um, embarrassed in, in in front of their own home crowd and um yeah you just got to you know you got to have some I mean I just have a lot I just have faith in in this Cowboys team right now and and after last week when CD Lamb like looked like CD Lamb and and Ezekiel Elliott was running better and Cooper Rush just looks so confident in the pocket it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to even consider picking the Rams for me yeah, it'll be interesting because uh, Dak Prescott's supposed to be coming back here in a few weeks. So we'll see if he comes back and if Cowboys go back to that like week one panic mode that we talked about in episode one. And we'll see that if they hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully, you know, the Cowboys kind of woke up after the first game. But who knows? It's going to be interesting to see that QB change back to Dak Prescott, too, within the co- upcoming weeks. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big story if Dak comes in and the offense stops humming. Um, 
Yeah, I can't wait for the hot takes after that one. <laughs> All right, I'll pick one more game here. And, uh, you know, I want to, you know, maybe we should talk about uh, 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 two teams that we really don't talk too much about. Um, and maybe we won't have a lot to say about this game. Uh, but let's talk about the Texans versus the Jaguars. Um, I, you know, the Texans, I think, I mean, compared to the Bears, it's like, who's worse, the Bears or the Texans? I, I, I feel like the Bears are worse than the Texans right now because mm-hmm. at least the Texans have kind of, I mean, I don't even know at this point, actually. I, I would say they're kind of even. They're on equal footing. But, um, you know, the Jaguars have had such a great offensive boom in the past, like, four games. Like, even against the Eagles, which, you know, we were really impressed by the Lions keeping up with the Eagles, and it's even more impressive now. I mean, just look at the Jaguars. I mean, even though Trevor Lawrence lost a couple balls, you know, he, he fumbled the ball a couple times, uh, the Jaguars still pr- played pretty good football against a top-tier defense, and they also were able to kind of hold off the Eagles' offense a little bit there for, for a little while. Um, and I think the Jaguars are just going to, I mean, <laughs> they're just going to probably destroy the Texans. Um, you know, Davis Mills is definitely not as good of a quarterback as Trevor Lawrence which is kind of crazy seen as last year, like Davis Mills was like the best rookie quarterback next to Mac Jones. Um, and Trevor Lawrence looked completely lost last year. Well, this year, Trevor Lawrence is looking very confident. He's passing the ball around and the Jaguars also have a really good run, a run game right now. And I feel like the Texans just aren't going to be able to keep it up, up at all <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Texans, uh, after losing last week, or the Texans, I'm sorry, the Jaguars, after losing last week, I think they're going to come out and just kind of smack Texans in the face or maybe in the ass. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Um, I think they're going to come out. I think I know James Robinson, the running back, didn't have a too good of a week last week because um, everyone was like, oh, you should pick him up. I'm glad I never picked him up for uh, my fantasy because he only scored like three points. But yeah, I think the Jaguars will come out, and I think they'll just make Texans look like a freaking high school, you know, silly club team. And I think Jaguars <laughs> will put a good show on it. Who knows? I mean, Texans can also kind of battle them back and forth. I know they saw Brandon Cooks, which is a great wide receiver, and I think I think it'll be it could be a good game. But I'm predicting Jaguars just to blow them out. Yeah, and I'm so confident that the Jaguars are going to take out the Texans that I locked up the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, I see. You just want to talk about your lock games, huh? No, okay. Um, but uh, I also, uh, for fantasy, uh, just real quick, I'm, I'm actually starting Christian Kirk this week. So um, I, I'm, I'm also having a bit more faith in, in that department as well because Kirk has been on my bench. Uh, he's played pretty good football for the first four weeks uh, last week he didn't really do much i think it's because the eagles knew that christian kirk was like trevor lawrence's number one but even then like you know like i said he was a- trevor lawrence was able to throw the ball around to a bunch of different re- receivers there wasn't one that got like all the yardage um like some other teams like you know justin jefferson um so you know that's a good that's a strong uh thing about you know trevor lawrence is he's able to get the ball around to everyone instead of just being one you know honed in on one receiver um but yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is going to be an interesting game, but I it, it will be interesting to see how the Jaguars play after going toe to toe with the Eagles and 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 almost getting out of there with a win um, against a moribund Texans team. All right, greedy. One more game for us. Oh, one more game. Let's see. I mean, 
I don't want to, like you said earlier, don't want to be a broken record of talking about the Browns. Um, just uh, let's go ahead and talk about unless you have one that you absolutely want to talk about. No, go ahead. Pick whatever. OK, I'm going to pick uh, the Monday night football game. I'm going to say the Raiders versus the Chiefs. And I also want to say talk about this because uh, the Raiders kind of woke up last week. I know. um Josh Jacobs finally had a really good game. He got me 30 points last week, but unfortunately, he was on my bench. Um, so that's kind of bad news bears for me because uh, he was on my bench. If I put him in, I would have won my league uh, for that week. I ended up losing. But the Raiders, uh, they put on a showing last week, and uh, Devontae Adams had a good game. Derek Carr looked great. And then on the other side of the ball, and of course, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they're they're humming, even though without Tyree Kill, and they're still looking pretty darn good, even though they know the Travis Kelsey's getting the ball. They still can't stop them. Teams still cannot stop the Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey connection. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um now the the Raiders have been um you know, against the Chiefs, they've been a bit frisky at times. Uh, and they are kinda like I guess they are kinda like rivals in a way. Um I just I, I don't know. I don't I don't I, even though the, the Raiders woke up a bit last week i don't know if they're going to be able to do anything against like you said you know the the patrick mahomes the travis kelsey connection um i just i just i just don't really have a lot of faith in this in this raiders team right now um and uh you know they're one of their best defensive ends on the raiders crosby he he's uh, he's having a kid soon, and it possibly you know the, the child might possibly come like on Sunday, so he could be out of this game. And without without Crosby, huge loss in there. <laughs> I mean, they're I mean, Patrick Mahomes is already tough to take down, especially with how he scrambles. Without Crosby in there, I, I think it. I, I don't I don't think they'd be able to get it to him at all. Yeah, without Crosby in there, I didn't know about that news, so it's kind of breaking news to me. Uh, I didn't know that he could have the chance to be out. Yeah, that would be a huge loss for them. I mean, no, still, the Chiefs are putting up, you know, big numbers against the Buccaneers, and everyone said the Buccaneers' off defense was so good. They still put up plenty of points. They still look like a, you know, top-notch offense, and it's kind of crazy. Even though they lost Tyreek Kill, they're still dominant, and they're still they're probably Super Bowl favorites now, honestly, over the Bills after the Bills kind of, uh, loss against Miami. Yeah, they might be Super Bowl favorites right now. So that's just crazy how they're still able to be so good after everyone's like, "Oh, is Tyreek Kill you know the answer? Did they lose that? Is that gonna hurt them?" No, not at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like the Chiefs are still humming without Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill is still a really good player. I mean, obviously we've seen him on the Dolphins. He's definitely changed how that team operates for the better, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, a good quarterback is going to be able to make any wide receiver look amazing. And that's why you see like Juju Smith-Suster like coming out again and, and, and having some good games. And obviously Kelsey, he's, he's a very, he's a very elusive tight end. Um, so it's like, yeah, I just, I just don't, yeah. Once again, I just don't see the Raiders stopping this chiefs offense. And I really, I mean, un- unless something happens where you know all of a sudden, like Devonte Adams and Derek Carr have a have a connection in this game, or you know Jake, Josh Jacobs goes off again, I just don't see them st- sticking in this game, and and we could be looking at like a you know like a twenty seven to nine type game, you know. Yeah, that would be a big oof if that happens. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead and go over all of the picks for the week. Um, and on my picks column, I accidentally forgot to put the Eagles and Cardinals game on there somehow. So I'll have to remember to pick that at the end. Um, okay, let's do it now. Eagles versus Cardinals. Uh, I went with the Eagles. I went the, with the Eagles as well. I think it will be a good game, and I think the Eagles are squeezed by with the win. Colts versus Broncos. Uh, this is one of those coin flip types of games, but I took the Colts. Yeah, I took the Colts as well, and with Jonathan Taylor being out, I'm kind of leaning towards the Broncos now. I think the Broncos could do it, but you know, both offenses are just looking dead right now, and it's kind of hard, like you said, a coin flip. Yeah, the... Uh... We, we haven't talked about him much after the Seahawks game, but Russell Wilson has not really improved. Uh, even in the games that they've won, they haven't looked spectacular or anything like that. So, yeah, kind of hard to pick the Broncos right now. All right, uh, this, the London game for next week, uh, Giants versus Packers. I went ahead and picked the Packers. So pick the Packers, and it's so questionable if Daniel Jones will play. And it's crazy, we should have talked about it, is that Saquon Barkley who is the running back for the Giants, ended up playing quarterback uh, last weekend because Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Well, I'll tell you, Greedy, uh, we did talk about it. P2 and I. Oh, how about say? I was like, no, what? (laughs) I was like, am I losing my brain? All right. uh, Lions versus Patriots. Um, I picked the Lions, but I wasn't super confident. I picked the Lions, and I'm super confident that I locked them up. Ooh. Yeah, they should be getting, uh, at least they should be getting Swift back this week. Amon Ra is still questionable. Um, uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the Lions do against the, the Patriots, who obviously still are coached pretty well. I mean, they, they've stuck in there with a bunch of games, and... Uh, last week was a was a pretty good game for them too. So yeah, we'll see we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, and I mean they they got the new quarterback, uh, Sappy, I think not Seppies, Sappy. Uh, oh yeah, that's looked, right. Who looked pretty good. Now that I thought about that, I might change my pick. But nah, I got I like them. I'll, I'll stick to it. I think I I remember because the uh, memes are like Mac Jones and him just look so similar. It's like Bill Belichick yeah. just turned on a copy right machine in. and yeah. printed out a new version. <laughs> Created a clone. All right, All the right. Chargers, Chargers versus, versus the Browns. Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> okay. uh, Next, week. unfortunately, based off what we've seen in the past couple of weeks and how annoyed I am with the team right now, I took the Chargers. Yeah, it seems the opposite always happens with my Browns picks, so I chose the Chargers, but I'm hoping that once again I curse the 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 Chargers with that with that pick. So the Browns win. <laughs> yeah, I think uh the Chargers will be back at full force again, so you know, Keenan Allen will be back in after missing a few weeks, so I don't think it's going to be a pretty game and I think, you know, our fuel for Fire Joe Woods will continue and build bigger as well. Probably. Most likely. <laughs> All right. We already talked about Texans versus Jaguars. I took the Jaguars. I locked up the Jaguars. Nice. All right. Falcons versus Buccaneers. I took the Buccaneers and I also, well, not also, but I locked them up. Ooh, yeah. I, I, I took the Falcons in this game. Um, I feel like the Falcons are, well, not really. Lo- I didn't lock them, though. Oh, that's, I thought you locked them. But they are a bit. I mean, the Falcons are frisky, and I just I feel like the Buccaneers aren't 
I don't know. I feel like they're not really playing great football right now. Um, but uh, hey, prove me wrong, Tom Brady. I dare you. <laughs> Kiss me too, Wyron. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Steelers versus the Bills. Uh, I know we talked highly of you know the new quarterback for the Steelers with Pickett. Um, I just don't think they have enough to stop the Bills. So I took the Bills. Yeah, I took the Bills too. I honestly think that they should put Mitch Trubisky back in for the Steelers for this game only, just in case uh, yeah. you know Pickett would might get hurt against the the Bills defense here. But um, if we see Pickett and he does well, I think that'll be a fun game. But I don't know. I just yeah, I I, I you know the Steelers gotta they gotta catch some more balls before I I lock them up against a team like the Bills. <laughs> Yeah, and the Bills, if, if it was anyone else, I could be questioning it, but as soon as I saw that, I was just like, yep, Bills. All right, so this one's going to be interesting. We should kind of talk about this one, but Dolphins versus the Jets. With Tua being out, I don't know if Waddle will have the same production as he's been having previously. He only got five points uh, for me last week on Fantasy, so that's kind of concerning. I might bench him this week until I know for sure that, you no. Know, uh, what's the backup? What's the backup? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I don't. Not sure. I don't know how their connection is, but I took the Dolphins anyways. I think they can pull one out against the Jets. Yeah, I took the Dolphins too. This one did make me stop and think though, because Zach Wilson did play really well last week, and the Jets defense seems to be doing a lot better uh, than they did like the first, you know, the first few games of the season. So, I think it's going to be a, a close game, and well, at least Teddy Bridgewater will, will have a whole week uh, and 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 more because they had a Thursday game last week of of time with the with the offense. So hopefully they they have a bit more of a connection and. Uh, I, I do think the Dolphins will pull out the win, but I think it's going to be a close one. I do. All right. Bears versus Vikings. Say it with me. Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Bears, uh, they're not looking too good. And I don't think their answer is at quarterback currently. So, unfortunately, but. The Bears only play good when it's pouring down rain, we've found. Yeah. Out. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Titans versus the Commanders. Um, and, uh, I, for some reason took the commanders in this game. Oh, really? That's shocking. I took the Titans because I think Henry will just run right through, um, the commander's defense. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't even have to question it. I know Henry will, I know people will be freaking out and saying King Henry is back because I have confidence that he'll have such a great game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember my reasoning why I took the Commanders over the Titans. It might have just been like one of those things where it's like, well, everyone's going to choose the Titans, so I'm going to choose the Commanders kind of thing because that's that's worked for other people in the picks contest. So why does it work for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But uh, if the Commanders win this game, uh, that'll be a nice victory for them. Um, and eventually, we are planning on getting Nomad Eric onto the podcast to talk some Commanders with us. So uh, maybe next week will be the will be the week for that. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. All right, Seahawks versus Saints. Uh, I ended up taking the Seahawks on this one. Yeah, I ended up taking the Seahawks too. I mean, I know they kind of had a, I want to say a fluke game against the Lions, but the Lions is also the 32nd uh, team, 32nd, ranked 32nd in out of all the teams, which is dead last in defense. So, you know, Saints might have a good game, but I haven't seen any production from the Saints either. So I think if Geno Smith can come ball out like he's been, I think the Seahawks will win easily. Yeah, the Saints defense has let me down. I dropped them uh, last week um, because they just, 
don't know, they just they just aren't playing that well. And uh without uh without um I mean with with Andy Dalton in there, I mean they played fine. I, I just I don't think that, that that I don't think that's the Andy Dalton that the Saints are gonna get every week. Um and they're still missing a lot of key players on on the Saints side of things. So I think the Seahawks should uh should be able to pull out a victory here. And uh, we'll see if DK Metcalf needs to be carted off with a with a poop emergency this game too. Yeah, that's funny. That was uh, definitely one uh, interesting interesting video to it's watch. It's been a great <laughs> season so far. It really has. <laughs> Never seen an athlete use a medical cart to get transported to the bathroom. All right, the Cowboys versus the Rams. I of course locked up the Cowboys in this game. I took the Rams. And go ahead and finish us off here, Greedy. Uh, Bengals versus Ravens. A uh, little, little division rivalry right here between our division that the Browns are in. I ended up taking the Ravens. I took the Bengals only because Bengals have played good, f- f- uh, good football through all four quarters of the games that they play. The Ravens seem to drop off in the end. So unless they fix that, you know, unless they fix that third and fourth quarter slump that they get. I think the Bengals will be able to pull off a victory here. Yeah, I agree with that. And finally, Raiders versus Chiefs. I know I talked highly of the Raiders, but I ended up still taking the Chiefs. I think Chiefs are just looking looking very, very uh, top-shelf, top-tier team right now. Yeah, I took the Chiefs too, of course. It was a pretty easy decision here. Um, could be surprised because this is a bit of a rivalry between the two teams. Uh, could be su- surprised about a frisky Raiders team possibly pulling off of an upset victory, but the likeliness of that is pretty slim. Okay, right. well, that's all the yeah. games for the week. Already uh, week five, huh? Yeah, crazy, it, crazy, it's, crazy. it's going by fast, and just think, next week we're getting DeAndre Hopkins back on the Cardinals. That might change their entire opinion of the team <laughs> uh, even more. In a few uh, weeks, we get Deshaun Watson back. So uh, I know we're not excited about that, but, you know, we'll see yeah, if we'll we can be a, turn around the Browns. Yeah, we'll, we'll be see. a talking point for sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's been a very interesting season f- so far, very enjoyable season so far. Very uh, hard to pick teams and pick games, you know, before, you know, you selected the New England Patriots because they're just a powerhouse. And now it's just like Jaguars came out of nowhere. The Eagles came out of nowhere. So it's it's hard to pick some of these games. Yeah, it's been a tough, tough year for picks, and um, it it makes it fun though. You know, you never really know who's gonna pull out a victory some weeks. You know, a lot of those teams that you think, oh, that should be an easy win. No, 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 no. None of these, none of these games have really been an easy win against most teams. I think there's only, honestly, I think there's only like three teams that you can say are kind of bad this year, um, being the Texans, the Bears, and the. Yeah, I can't think of a third team. I would only say two. Really. Oh, yeah. Okay, two two teams there. There are some Maybe teams that are kind of like okay. mediocre. Yeah, I, I guess probably the Panthers you would put in that in that ring there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some teams that are mediocre, obviously. But yeah, I mean, in, in a year where a lot of teams are flashing, that's a good thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see who can keep it up and who trips and falls like Daniel Jones. Yeah. Kill the meme. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ferret NFL presented by Ferret64, which is the video game podcast that I do also on this podcast network. Um, 
And if you want to listen to that, those usually come out on Sundays. Uh, Greedy Waffles and I, we both are on a podcast called Film Freaks with a Z, a podcast about movies. This week uh, is the episode about uh, How to Train Your Dragon, and Coco Gamer, or Coco Control, uh, joined us for that conversation, which should be a fun time. If you want to check that out, that should come out on Friday, unless I forget, (laughs) which sometimes (laughs) happens. Uh, Luckily, no one ever notices. (laughs) Uh, but if you want to check that out, we had a nice conversation um, with them. And then, uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Greedy, anything that you want to mention before we log off? Uh, it gets harder every week to say this, but go Browns. <laughs> yeah, go go Browns. <laughs> Somehow, smile. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm here, the Ferret, and I've been here with Greedy Waffles. And this has been Fair NFL. Have a great week and go sports. Yeah, team, go.